Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 21st day of July in the year of our Lord, 2023. I will be talking about the statement of Vice President Kamala Harris in which she said that population reduction would help save the planet from the climate change menace. I'm grateful to the Vice President for saying the truth on a publicly recorded microphone. What she actually said was, quote, when we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water, end quote. Notice that she did not say population control, which would imply slowing the birth rate. No, it was reduction that she used. I wonder how many human are, humans our overlords will have to kill to reach their planetary goal and planetary temperature. People who seem so shocked by what she said need to wake up and start listening to what these world improvers, save the planet people, have been saying for many years. They have not been secretive about their plans, but no one seems willing to believe them. I suppose it's difficult to believe that there are those who want to destroy humanity by acting like gods in their stated efforts to save the planet. Was the vice president's comment just another word salad gaffe? by a not-so-articulate woman, or did she state the truth as she has come to believe it? Does she believe that whether by propaganda or pseudoscience that killing people will lower our temperature, thus saving the planet? My belief is that the truth escaped her lips because just as guys sitting in bars together say things and speak a language they would not want their mothers to hear, they occasionally slip up in front of their mothers. Population reduction is the goal. Of all the billionaire friends and donors of these people, sometimes they just can't contain their excitement about it. The White House had a different opinion, however, as the administration scrambled to clean up the mess. The transcript of her comment changed the word population to pollution, but the truth was out. It did its damage. Democrats and those in the I Hate Humans camp have a long history of screaming in panic that we must kill our animals, starve humanity if we are to save the planet. For them, the vice president just slipped up and said the part they normally reserve for their billionaire friends club. Here's the logic in her statement. Reduce the population, i.e. kill a lot of people so more children can breathe better. She has a lot of compassion for the children, the children who survived the abortion chambers. By the way, could this issue at least partially explain the Democrats' most sacred right of abortion? It must be a really difficult time for those on the Democrat side to have their agenda exposed to the public. The rumors that Joe and Kamala are on the way out persist, but they are not going to be able to remove them so easily. Why can't they just use the 25th Amendment on Joe and have him say that for health reasons or to spend more time with Dr. Jill and Hunter he must resign and leave the job to Kamala. Then a vice president could be appointed. That person could run the country and be next in line. The problem with that approach is called Robert F. Kennedy Jr. If Joe were not a sitting duly elected president, then the Democrats would have to hold primaries open the process. The cabal currently running the country would be exposed, laid bare by Kennedy in debate and in the primaries. The bottom line is... That the population reducers might lose control of the country and humanity might survive for a little while longer. The subject of population reduction was not invented by the vice president. She's just the unfortunate one who can't keep a secret. The Wall Street Journal exposed a group led by Bill Gates who met 
in Secret Cabal in 2009 to talk about it. The journal quoted an article in the Times of London entitled, Billionaire Club and Bid to Curb World Population. The meeting was called by Bill Gates to discuss, quote, slowing the global population growth, end quote. The Wall Street Journal called their story, Billionaires Try to Shrink World's Population. So the guest list was fascinating. David Rockefeller, Warren Buffett, Michael Bloomberg, Ted Turner, Oprah Winfrey, and a few others were among the invitees. The emphasis was not on population growth, i.e. support for Planned Parenthood and abortion, but on depopulation, i.e. the reduction in the absolute size of the world's population. Bill Gates brought them together to discuss how they could use their vast wealth to overcome religious and political obstacles to the changes they sought to bring forth. Our one guest reported that nothing as crude as a vote was taken, but a consensus emerged from the meeting that they would back a strategy in which population growth would be tackled as a potentially disastrous environmental, social, and industrial threat. In my efforts to research the subject of human population reduction, I was aided greatly by the research of Professor Michael Chosodovsky, whose work is published on global research. He laid the groundwork and much of this information was exposed because of his work. I just went back and found all those newspaper articles that reported on the meeting. It seems that the press was rather naive back then, that they reported something without permission. The Wall Street Journal, for example, pointed out that the goal of the billionaires went beyond reducing the growth of population as per Planned Parenthood. It consists in, quote, depopulation, namely, reducing the absolute size of the world's population, which ultimately requires reducing the rate of birth, which would include reduced fertility coupled with a significant increase in the death rate. One of my goals in producing several Castle reports with this issue as the topic was to cry out to anyone who would listen that their entire agenda fits together if people will just look at the evidence. It's like a jigsaw puzzle with the picture on the box in that if you follow the picture, the puzzle is easy to solve. Professor Chosodovsky pointed out that also in 2009, Professor Neil Ferguson of Imperial College London was advising both Bill Gates and the World Health Organization that 40% of the people in the UK could be infected with H1N1 within the next six months if the country was hit by a pandemic. That's the same Neil Ferguson supported by the Gates Foundation who designed the coronavirus lockdown model which was based on mathematical predictions of hundreds of thousands of deaths in the UK in the fall of 2021. A similar mathematical prediction was formulated by the same scientist to justify what he called a fourth wave lockdown a few months after the initial, quote, good guy club meeting in early 2010 by Bill Gates gave a TED talk about it. I happened to be interested in Gates at the time and in Ted back then, so I watched his talk live. Quote, and if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower the world population by 10 or 15 percent, end quote. Mr. Gates went on to say that the actual reduction in absolute numbers would be 680 million to 1.2 billion people. That was a good start, he said, a good start, but really only represented a drop in the bucket compared to what needed to be done. The good club, as he called it, still exists, has been actively involved in the COVID crisis. They helped design the lockdown policies applied worldwide 
including the mRNA vaccine and the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, the good club, those in their employ, as well as the ignorant toadies who slavishly gobble up their lying propaganda are still very much at work, doing their best to make life on Earth as unpleasant for most normal people as possible. They cause the problems, then they blame the problems on climate change. They are currently on target to slaughter the world's cattle, and they especially seem to hate dairy cattle. Volker Turk, head of the UN Human Rights Council in Geneva, said recently that, quote, up to 80 million people will be plunged into hunger if climate targets are not met, end quote. I would wager that Mr. Turk knows nothing about climate or about temperature. I'll also wager that he has never known hunger. He said extreme weather events are having a significant effect on crops, herds, ecosystems, prompting further concern about food availability. Hypocrisy drips from his words to the point it's sickening. He worries about herds when tens of thousands are being slaughtered. He worries about crops while he halts fertilizer shipments. He worries about crops when his owner, Bill Gates, buys all available farmland in the United States. He worries about the climate targets when countries across the Western world are destroying farms and impoverishing farmers. He worries about hunger when the war in Ukraine shuts down food shipments to countries his organization has impoverished. The environmental impact of the chemical poisons <coughs> produced and released into the environment by companies owned by Bill Gates and his ilk are what is having a devastating effect on the food supply chemicals we eat regularly. Chemicals prescribed by our doctors, chemicals negligently and purposely allowed into our food supply, chemicals sprayed from the air, chemicals released into the water supply to disinfect, finally chemicals injected into our bodies by well-meaning doctors at the direction of godless, evil, mass-murdering politicians and philanthropists to develop a strategy to fight those who are intent on our removal from this planet we must be able to come together at least until we can ask a few simple questions and perhaps answer them. Who is driving this conflict or crisis? Who benefits from it? What are the intentions of those who benefit? Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? That leads us to accept nothing we are told by the propaganda machine at face value, whatever we're told by the World Health Organization, the national governments, the mainstream or corporate media Reveals a specter just behind the curtain every time the World Economic Forum is there, always there, with the good club leadership to tell those who tell us what to think. They should tell us how to think. This implies that all those organizations I just mentioned have sinister motives, and I don't wish to imply anything. Instead, I would rather just be forthright and say don't trust anything, not a single word they have because... They all do have sinister motives. What could be more sinister than the intent to kill billions of people in conclusion? I want to leave you with a few words from the man who inspired last week's podcast, Archbishop Vigano. The Archbishop was canceled by Twitter because of his video, but public outcry brought him back. Quote, one day, and it will be the day of the rescue, we will realize that those who consider us enemies to be silenced or a minority that acts fraudulently in the shadows and detests the light of truth because truth is an attribute of God, darkness will never be able to overcome it. Let us therefore fight our battle against the enemy of mankind 
in the certainty of the final victory and in the awareness of having at our side the one who has overcome the darkness walk as children of light, end, folk, end quote. Finally, folks, amen to the Archbishop's words. I pray that the one who has overcome the darkness will empower us to overcome the greatest group of mass murderers in human history. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.